0: Let's begin with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for being our rock and refuge. Through this pandemic, we learn that even the air we breathe is not safe. As we wear masks and keep physical distance for our bodily life, help us to wear the full armor of God in our spiritual battle today. Through your word and Holy Spirit, empower us to fight the good fight and glorify jesus christ your son and our savior in his precious name we pray amen let us read of first timothy chapter 3 verse 1-7. 1 to 7 1st timothy chapter 3 here is a trustworthy saying whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone doesn't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with the outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. One of the great contributions of first Timothy to the churches in Christian history is that he provided the instructions and qualifications for spiritual leadership in the church. In the first letter to Timothy, Paul, te- Paul teaches his spiritual son and young pastor and us whom to select as overseers deacons, and elders, and women leaders in a church. The first church office of leadership that we're going to look at today is that of overseers. The function and responsibility of an overseer in a church is so important that we are going to reflect on this passage for two days. Today, we will survey the general description, and tomorrow we will scrutinize specific qualifications. So today, more like a bird's eye view. Tomorrow, more details. There are two general descriptions of overseers that Paul teaches here. One, critical task. The other one is a comprehensive quality. So critical task and comprehensive quality. First, regarding the critical task of an overseer, Paul starts with a phrase, Here is a trustworthy saying. Here is a trustworthy thing. Worthy saying. Paul used this phrase on three other occasions in his letters to Timothy. All of them are related to critical importance of God's saving grace and our utmost service to him. So for instance, 1 Timothy 1.15, he said, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves the full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save the sinners of whom I am the worst. Paul said, Christ came not to save the saint, but the sinners, such like him. And the first Timothy chapter 4, later Paul said, For physical training is some value, but godliness, spiritual training has a value for all things, and not just for the present life, for the life to come. Once again, training for gospel service is valuable, not for this life, for the next life. And then lastly, in 2 Timothy 2.11, Paul also here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with Christ, we also live with him. Gospel means our union with Christ in death and life. So with this introductory phrase of a gospel importance, now Paul says this, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Noble task. The desire to be an overseer is a noble. Greek word for noble is kalon, which is simply means good. But, you know, Greek has a two words for good kalon and agasoth. <laughs> I hope now you recognize these two words. Actually, this is a very common Greek word. Agasoth is a good in sense that a good versus bad. Or you know, genuine versus a fake. Good, good versus evil. Kind of a good. Where's a calón? Do you remember me talking about calón? Do you remember I mentioned a beautiful Spanish name derived from this word calón, which is Carlos? So calón means wholesome, beautiful in itself. So it attracts attention. It's attractive. That's the word Paul used. To desire to be an overseer is a to desire a beautiful, attractive, and noble work of God. Why is it desiring to be an overseer of a church is noble and attractive? It's because there is no good church without good overseers. Let me repeat that. There is no good church without good overseers. Leadership is a critical to every community. Whenever you find a good church, you usually, I'm not usually, mostly, absolutely, you find a good pastor. Whenever you find a good house church, what do you find? A good house church shepherd. I have repeatedly said this, but listen again. A good pastor alone doesn't make a good church. But there is no good church without a good pastor. Let me repeat: a good pastor alone doesn't make a good church, but there's no good church without a good pastor. It's like uh, there's no good restaurant without a good chef. Even if a restaurant is a great location, ambience, furniture, and the fresh ingredient, no good chef means no good eatery. This applies to so many other crucial businesses in life. What is a you know most critical factor in a church? That's a. Teacher, not a good building. You know, don't judge a university based on its facilities, but based on its faculty. What is more critical to a school than a good teachers? There is no good church without a good pastor. That's what I pray for everyone, especially the newborn babies that come to our church or born in our church or someone in our church moving away, uh, moving to a new location, I always pray that God guides them to a good pastor. Because whenever there is a good pastor, usually there is a good community. The Greek word for the overseer here is episcope. That's actually two words, epi and scope. You know, scope, you know, right? Looking intently, scope. You know, telescope, microscope. Scope means looking into it. You know, uh, intently, and the epi means the on. Actually, Greek word for epi means simply on. But uh, so, epi, you know, we know the English word like epicenter, which means acute central point, focal point, or viral center. So, episcope. It, that You know, from, by the way, from which we have English word episcopal or bishop. And the bishop or overseer has a one critical job. That is to examine and measure, watch carefully if church functions as a healthy body of Christ or not. Whether church life is a consistent with the gospel calling. For that, every bishop or overseer will be judged. Simply put. Overseer is a spiritual watchman of the gospel for the church. So would you really pray for me that I'm always awake with the gospel truth? And I'm always awake with a spiritual sensitivity to the Holy Spirit? Without God's God's grace and without your mercy, I cannot be a good pastor. It is so easy to be a bad pastor in so many ways. Yeah, I say so many ways because Satan attacks the pastors all the time to weaken the church. Pastor falls, church crumbling. Just like, you know, parents, you know, uh, 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 fall apart and the children suffer. Did you hear the scandalous news yesterday about Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of Liberty University? I don't want to share in detail. And then definitely I don't share his political view, but for the sake of his flock, Would you really pray for God's grace, healing grace for his wounded community? He had a major moral failure. Ah, I feel so sad that it's for his father. Jerry Fowler Sr., once again, I don't share his political view, but he was uh, definitely trying to be a man of God. And his son totally failed. And God, they need God's mercy more than anything. Now, second general description that Paul teaches about overseer and bishop or pastor is a comprehensive and, I might say, indispensable qualification of a moral virtues and ethical excellences. The rest of the passages gives us details about this moral quality of a overseers. So he said, Paul said here, is that now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, and temporary self-controlled, respectable hospital able to teach, and go on and, and on. And here, we need to recognize this: the moral or ethical uh, virtues is very indispensable, critical to the call of a pastor. A biblical commentator says says on on the uh, here that in fact it is surprising the qualification. Only touch obliquely or barely on doctrines. The emphasis is almost entirely overwhelmingly on moral quality. Totally is right. You know, you can be a world-renowned scientist, writer, actor, many professionals without moral integrity. With a talent, you can be whatever you want to be in many vocations in life. But when it comes to pastor. Moral integrity is a most crucial, indispensable qualification. And I must say this. You know, how many churches are having their trouble, troubles because of uh, doctrinal issues? Not many. Not many churches have that doc, you know, problem, internal problem, conflict because of uh, doctrinal issues. Most church problems and conflict that I've seen are related to moral conduct especially the, the moral misconduct of leaders and pastors. Among the litany of moral essentials of an overseer today, there is a one word that captures of all moral qualification. In verse 2, Paul said the overseer is to be above reproach. Above reproach. That is a minimal comprehensive moral pastoral qualification. I'm sorry again the greek word is a uh, uh, epilambano as uh, actually api uh, uh, you know actually uh, which uh, is a greek word with a plus epilambanomai and the epilambanomai means apprehend or arrest but when you put an a in front of uh, any greek word it negate the meaning So simply, this Greek word means unarrestable, unapprehensible, unaccusable. The pastor's moral, overseers moral quality should be unaccusable. If there is any moral area or ethical aspect of a pastor's life is questionable, you should bring it up to him right away. If he doesn't listen to you, then you should take it up to your other lay church leaders, such as, in our case, village leaders and house church leaders. So if you have a problem with a pastor drinking one bottle of a light with beer, please let him know right away. And I'll never drink a beer before you. I'll do it always in your absence. Above reproach obviously means a moral integrity and ethical excellence. Now, this a critical call of a spiritual leadership and the comprehensive qualification of the overseers applies not only exclusively to the professional clergy, but also ultimately and inclusively every Christian. So know this. To serve God and others is a noble task. It's attractive and beautiful to God's sight. And to be a servant of God with a moral integrity is a good fight to fight. It's a great fight that we cannot lose. So today, brothers and sisters, let us really be a spiritual watchman with a moral integrity. And let's walk the talk today so that those around us, they see we truly care for them, and then they see the light of the gospel and the light of Christ's love through us. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for all the faithful overseers that you place in our lives. Without their watchful eyes of love and truth, we couldn't be here today. As we are grateful to, your, to our spiritual overseers, would you also help us to be a godly, faithful overseers for others in our, in our family, in our house church, in forests, and even in our workplaces. Build our life on the love of our good shepherds so that we can build others, their life, for your joy and glory. In the precious name of Jesus, our good shepherd, we all pray. Amen.